I'm not 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. and the A.M., the eighth day. Change Our World is the name of that one. 
Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. DRS um, uh, Yeshiva High School. Uh, I actually uh, met one of the members in Israel while we were in Israel. One of the members of the uh, group of DRS students who put out that music uh, approached me and thanked us for playing it here at JM in the AM. Uh, DRS with Meheira. You heard Harashah done by Benny Friedman. There's a rumor that that song, well, you know what? I shouldn't say it. I'm not going to. Not going to tell you the rumor yet, but it is kosher halftime show related. Uh, Dovi Shapiro with This Is My Home. Lamelech, that's Ohad. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this January the 9th, day 12 of the month of Teves. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. 25 degrees. It is chilly out there. If you're in the New York area, woohoo! It is cold with a 53% humidity, winds are north and 9 miles an hour. Mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Then tonight, mostly cloudy, low 32. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high, 53 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 42. We're at 25 in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM, go to the NSN app. Feel free to comment away on the NSN app for Android and iPhone. And again, feel free to comment. A lot of people on the app yesterday talking about the announcement made yesterday on JM and the AM that Yishai Rebo is going to be at the Haas concert. Pretty cool news. Uh, we, of course, the first to reveal it. That's right. We were the first to reveal it. Uh, so that's part of uh, that's part of Sunday night's program at David Geffen Hall in New York City. Um, we jumped into, uh, when we, we got back from Israel Tuesday morning and yesterday we jumped into the Hass discussion. And then from there, we jumped into the kosher halftime show recording. Uh, we are in the midst of a, a two day shoot with our good friend, Mayor Kay, who has creative control over the kosher halftime show yet again. And, uh, today is day two of this two day shoot should be very, very interesting. If you're in a Jewish neighborhood today, look around. It is very possible You'll see some filming of the uh, Kosher Halftime Show where you are. Not going to reveal where, but I have a feeling that uh, once it starts on... Excuse me. Once it starts recording on social media, I have a feeling people will start to um, post some comments and the photos. We'll see what happens. But anyway, we're in the midst of Kosher Halftime, and uh, that, of course, will be made available to the public sometime during the first half of the Super Bowl on February the 2nd. And we are very much looking forward to it. It's an exciting one. A lot of good stuff, a lot of new stuff, a lot of things we've never done before. I think you'll be uh, very pleased with the uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2020 production, uh, to say the least. Later on this morning at JM in the AM, a completely revamped starting lineup of visitors from the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. Originally, there were three players who were showing up this morning. One of those three will be here. The other two were replaced by another star. So now, in its final form, our conversation about Yeshiva University basketball will take place with co-captain Donnie Katz and co-captain Simcha Halpert, two veteran players, many of whom... Um, would give credit to <clears throat> for the recent <clears throat> for the recent incredible success of Yeshiva University men's basketball. So um, they'll be joining us in studio about an hour and twenty minutes from now, I would say, 
And I am very much looking forward to this conversation. The basketball part of it, the Jewish part of it, I am very much looking forward to welcoming them into our studio. Uh, we'll be on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. So you can watch the entire uh, encounter. Again, that's facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. And um, what else is there to say? They're on a 12-game winning streak. Their next game will not be until the 22nd of January, which is, um, what is that, a week from uh, a week from Wednesday, right? Yeah, 13 days from now. 22nd of January is their next game. And uh, we'll be speaking with them coming up. Tomorrow, the weekly update returns. Tomorrow, the weekly update returns. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning as we um, discuss the events of the last couple of weeks. And boy, there's a lot to discuss. And that's happening here at JMNAM at 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Hask is Sunday night. As you uh, heard yesterday, Yishai Rebo will be part of that. And um, next week, uh, we'll, we'll take a couple of days off once Yeshiva break starts. Uh, but the excitement just continues as we build up the Kosher Halftime Show and uh, and to continue rolling on a daily basis here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. And I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this incredible radio adventure. If you want to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Also, you'll have a chance later on to comment on our Facebook uh, the Facebook Live video will be at facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. And um, uh, you'll be able to see uh, the encounter between me and two co-captains of Yeshiva University's men's basketball team in studio coming up at JM in the AM. Well, shalom and howdy. Hi there, boys and girls and mamas and papas and everybody. It's Uncle Abe here, along with Uncle Ben Sion, Uncle Gedalia, Uncle Ruby, Uncle Menachem, and Uncle Aton in the booth. And we're going to teach you a brand new song right now, something that's really going to be a machaya. So now you get ready, get your feet moving, spot your hand up, and here we go. Es Hashem, Es Hashem, Es Hashem, Seconds, we're gonna speed it up and really get you dancing. So 
And now you follow along very closely. Stand up and get ready. Because the Ezra Hashem, here we go.
We 
are so different from them. J.M. in the A.M. with Moshe, yes, the Shabbos Nigun at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Avram Avram Fried, Hedlo Avo, you heard S.I.N.I. done by the Weiner Brothers. Simcha Liner, Harbe Nachat, a brand new song, and Espanacha, a classic. Diaspora had S. Hashem to open up that set here at JM. Actually, Eighth Day may have opened it up with Change Our World. I don't remember anymore who opened and who didn't. Uh, <laughs> what can I tell you? Uh, Galay Tzal in the background. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Toe from JM. The M. הצפות ברחבי הארץ בשל מזג האוויר הסוער. במסמר מוקדים בדרום הארץ, כוחות ההצלה פועלים לחילוץ תושבים. מדווח כתבנו בדרום, רמי שני. זרמי המים ששתפו במושב אמונים חסמו את בית הספר היסודי המקומי לגבים, וקצת למעלה מ-106 ילדים ועשרות אנשי סגל חולצו ממנו בשל כך באמצעות עגלות וטרקטורים וכן רכבי הצלה. מחלצי נציבות כיבוי והצלה פועלים עתה לחלץ נוסעים מרכב שנתקע בזרם מים בגן יבנה. שם חולצו מוקדם יותר תושבים מבתים שהוצפו וכן עובדי מאפיה שנתקעו בתוכה. והנה דרור פרץ, לוחם אש ביחידה לחילוץ של תחנת אשקלון שהגיע למקום. בערך בשעה 12 וחצי כוחות הכיבוי קיבלו קריאה על עשרות תלמידים או אולי אפילו מאות שלא יכולים לצאת מהבית ספר כתוצאה מהצפה, הצפה משמעותית. נהנינו לקריאה, הגענו עם סירות, עם לוחמים של חילוץ מבעים זורמים. בשעה זו נמשכות חסימות תנועה נרחבות ברחבי הארץ. מדווח עורך התנועה הראשי של גלגלצ, בני כבודי.
עדיין חסומים לתנועה בשני הכיוונים, כביש מספר 899 מסאסא עד לצומת מתת, כביש מספר 918 מצומת גונן עד לצומת גדות, בכביש 22 היציאה ממחלף פז חסומה לתנועה, ובנהריה שדרות הגעתון וכל הרחובות החוצים. עוד חסומים לתנועה, כביש מספר 232 מצומת הודיה עד לצומת אשכולות, וכביש מספר 90 מעין בוקק עד לצומת עין גדי. עד כאן מגלגלצ. ואל הניסוי לגיוס לוחמות לחיל השריון, סערה בצמרת הפוליטית בעקבות העדויות ולפיהן שונו לרעה הנתונים על ביצועי הטנקיסטיות שהעבירו קצינים זוטרים. כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון צחי דבו שחשף את הפרטים לראשונה, מדווח. הסערה התעוררה בעקבות טענות מפקד המחלקה של השריונריות, לפיהן הנתונים שהעביר למפקדיו זויפו כדי למנוע את שילוב הנשים בשריון. משמאל ומימין קראו לצבא לחקור את המקרה. חברת הכנסת מרב מיכאלי מהעבודה טענה כי הצבא מפלה שיטתית נשים לרעה, וחבר הכנסת שמולי קרא לצה"ל לחקור לעומק את הטענות לזיוף. גם חברת הכנסת קרן ברק מהליכוד קראה לפתוח בחקירה. ובתוך כך חברת הכנסת סתיו שפיר שיגרה לפני זמן קצר מכתב מיוחד לרמטכ"ל רב אלוף אביב כוכבי, ובו כתבה, פתח בבדיקה מעמיקה בלוח זמנים מוגדר וברור. כדי שהאמת תצא לאור. כאלף בני אדם מלווים בשעה זו את תושב נהריה מוטי בן שבת, זיכרונו לברכה, שטבע אתמול בהצפה בעיר, לאחר שניסה להציל נוסעים שנלכדו ברכב שנסחף. כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל מוסר כי ראש עיריית נהריה רונן מרלי ספד למנוח ואמר, מוטי היה גיבור לאומי. ואל שרפות הענק באוסטרליה, שגבו כבר את חייהם של חצי מיליארד בעלי חיים, ולפי הערכות מניין החיות הנספות יגיע למיליארד בקרוב. ויקי לט, שפועלת להציל קואלות מן הלהבות, מספרת בריאיון ליומן החוץ של גלי צה"ל על הפגיעה הקשה בחיות הצמריריות. If they don't eat over a period of time, their microbiome actually stops working and they will quite often go into organ failure. קואלות הן חיות פגיעות מאוד, לאובדן בית גידול יש להן מערכת עיכול מיוחדת כל כך, שאם הן לא אוכלות לאורך תקופה, המערכות שלהן מפסיקות לעבוד, וזה מוביל לקריסת האיברים, מסבירה לית הראיון המלא, מיד ביומן החוץ עם דניאל זילברשטיין בגלי צה"ל. התחזית ימשיך להיות חורפי, גשום וסוער לפרקים בכל רחבי הארץ, עם חשש לשיטפונות. אז סעו בזהירות. ושמרו על עצמכם. אלה החדשות שעורך אלעזר בן לולו.
I don't want to uh, I don't want to reveal too much information but from what I hear this song could be a very very big centerpiece to today's day two of uh, kosher halftime show filming that's what I'm told and that could be a very very important song in today's day two filming of the kosher halftime show kosher halftime show 2020 is coming up uh, happening, of course, on uh, February the 2nd, Super Bowl Sunday, when we release it to the public and post it uh, at some point during the first half. I actually suggested yesterday to to the whole group, Mayor Kay, my staff, etc., to post it earlier in the day on Super Bowl Sunday, and boy, was that shot down quickly. Woo! I said it might mean more views. Some people around the world will see it before they go to sleep, start posting it and sending it around. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. The tradition is with about five minutes left to the first half of the Super Bowl, that's when we post it. It's when we make it available, and uh, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2020, which I know some of you have seen parts of already because of all the social media surrounding it out there. We had a great day yesterday on day one of the uh, filming. Uh, it's pretty exciting, and today is day two. It's going to be a lot crazier than yesterday. Uh, it's one of the reasons, by the way, that the usual Thursday live lunch crowd is not going to be uh, together uh, Miriam L. Wallach, Yoni Pollock, and myself will all be at the uh, filming. Avrami is going to be sitting in for us uh, with the live lunch from uh, from Israel between 11 and 1 o'clock. Oh, he'll treat you well. Don't worry. And it should be a very, very interesting day. If you're in a, if you're in a pretty Jewish neighborhood today and um, you hear some great Jewish music out and about in a public square, <laughs> it might it might just be the kosher halftime show. We're not filming in Atlanta this year like we did last year. We're not filming in Yushalayim this year like we did two years ago. We're here. We're here in the 
New York, New Jersey backyard. So you never know. You may actually hear or see something that has to do with the show. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He's in Israel. He'll join us tomorrow at 7.40 Eastern Time for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline tomorrow. Again, he joins us at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time right here at the JM in the AM. So that should be cool. Speaking to him from Israel with all these major issues we have to discuss. Later on this morning, in fact, hopefully in this hour, the co-captains of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, the modern-day Maccabees, Donnie Katz, Simcha Halpert, uh, the indisputable, I think we could say that, leaders of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. They are senior co-captains after all. Uh, they'll both be here, and uh, I get to ask my questions and live this dream of speaking to, uh, to the Yeshiva University men's basketball stars about playing for Elliot Steinmetz and representing the Jewish people on a basketball court. So we get to do all of that coming up uh, at about 7.50 Eastern time this morning. Uh, Yoni will be here for Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. You'll be able to see the whole encounter, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. So we'll do that for you. Should be pretty cool. Yesterday, we spoke a lot about Hask. The Hask concert is Sunday night. I am honored again uh, to have been asked to be on stage this coming Sunday night to introduce the acts and to run the evening, so to speak. Thank you to uh, Jeremy Strauss and Ellie Gerstner. And, oh, by the way, Ellie stuck around yesterday after the show for about a half hour. We went through some of the featured parts of the show. There's some great stuff going on. Uh, one of the things that was revealed yesterday about the Hask concert is that Yishai Rebo is going to be in from Israel. It seems the whole world knew about it already because of all the events that he'll be doing over the next few days. But Yishai Rebo, one of the world's greatest and most popular Jewish singers, is going to be at the Hass concert on Sunday night. Here he is at JM in the AM. Shita Rogelecha 
J.M. in the A.M., Arye Kunstler. <clears throat> well, if you're in a Jewish neighborhood today and uh, you come across Arye Kunstler, um, how do I put this? It's possible that he will have a role in the filming of our Kosher Halftime Show 2020. I heard that rumor yesterday. Yeah, he's been featured. Remember, he was in a Kosher Halftime Show as the featured entertainer did an amazing job a couple of years back. Uh, the last time we recorded at uh, at the Five Towns, and uh, this year we're not in Atlanta like last year. We're not in uh, Israel like two years ago. We are in a uh, 
pretty noticeably Jewish neighborhood uh, with day two of our kosher halftime show filming going on later today. And like I said, there's a rumor that Aryeh Kunstler may be part of it. And that's his up like a lion here at JM in the AM. It's exciting. It's exciting what's uh, going on with the kosher halftime show. And it's going to be a good one, which you'll see on February the 2nd, just three weeks from now. I know. A lot of people are shocked that we're recording this early. <laughs> I know. Believe me, a lot of people are shocked. <laughs> there have been times when we <clears throat> when we actually did the kosher halftime show and recorded it the night before the Super Bowl. So, yeah, people are a little surprised that we're that we're this uh, far in advance. That's the way it worked out with everyone's schedule. Mayor Kay has creative control over the entire thing, as you would imagine, uh, for the third consecutive year. Right? Third consecutive? Yeah, third consecutive year. And... Um, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff being uh, included. Uh, some of it got leaked yesterday on social media. Some of it our own fault that it got uh, leaked on social media. And uh, we'll see what happens as we get closer and closer in terms of what information we will uh, reveal. Uh, yesterday here, the folks at Hask, Ellie Gerstner, Jeremy Strauss, revealed that Yishai Rebo would be at the Hask concert this coming Sunday night. That's pretty cool. Before Aryeh Kunstler, you heard Joey Newcomb and Kila Alam Chazdo. You heard Yehuda Green. With the Shtetl Nigun, Yishai Rebo with Nafshi before that. Uh, so Yishai Rebo at the Hast concert this coming Sunday night. That should be cool. Later on in this hour, or just around 8 o'clock it seems, based on the uh, the um, the text that I just received from the co-captains of the Yishai University men's basketball team, just around 8 o'clock we'll get our conversation started with the Donnie Katz and Simcha Halpert, co-captains of the Yishai University Maccabees. They are uh, playing unbelievable basketball. They are also representing the Jewish people unbelievably, as they have been for years up at Yeshiva University. And we'll explain all of that in an interview that I'm very much looking forward to. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow Malcolm Honline is in Israel. Tomorrow Malcolm Honline is in Israel. Our uh, weekly update takes place tomorrow, Friday, uh, 7.40 a.m. Eastern time here at JM and the AM. And boy, has there been a lot of news, and I mean a lot of news, over the last couple of weeks. So make sure to be tuned in. Weekly update tomorrow morning, uh, 7.40 Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Someone asked us to keep in mind, Micha Chaim Ben Sara for Rafur Shlema. Micha Chaim Ben Sara for a Rafur Shlema. And of course, your help with that is uh, greatly appreciated. I believe, unless, I, unless I'm not seeing things properly, I believe Rabbi Goldwasser does have the morning off, so we will continue with plenty more coming up. This is JM in the AM at 25 minutes before 8 o'clock on this Thursday morning broadcast. By the way, and I, I apologize to Avrami. Uh, it may have come as a bit of a surprise to him that he's live lunching today, but he is from Israel between 11 and 1, so we can go to uh, Kosher Halftime Show filming day number 2. So Avrami's going to be handling the uh, live lunch. And, of course, an amazing Thursday lineup like we always have. Uh, that's something you can count on here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, an amazing Thursday lineup. tomorrow Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, it's Mark Zamek with the Arab Shabbos Show. And, of course, the Arab Shabbos Show is brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. So uh, check, out, uh, check that out tonight. You'll be glad you did. It will replay. It will encore at 3 a.m. Eastern time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and our Erev Shabbos music mix will be brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem tomorrow as well. So keep that in mind uh, for Friday. Uh, you'll be uh, you'll be uh, you'll be very happy if you leave your app or your phone 
on the NSN app all through Friday. You'll be very happy with the programming that we provide. That I can guarantee you. More coming up, including the stars of Yeshiva University's men's basketball team. Keep it right here at the JM in the AM. This is from Danny Palgon at JM in the AM.
to be Hashem, had to be Hashem. Who made the sun, who made the moon, lightning flash and thunder boom. He even helped me write this tune, had to be Hashem. And who else could we ever find who creates souls for all mankind? And furnish them with thinking minds. Oh, it had to be Hashem. Oh, it had to be Hashem. J.M. and the A.M. of the Journey's classic. Had to be Hashem. Avram El Avram Fried with Itcha Ani. You heard Benny Friedman in there with Ivdu. And Danny Palgon opened up the set. That was Bo here at J.M. and the A.M. Thursday morning on this 9th of January, the 12th of Teves. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He will be our um, guest at 7.40 a.m. Eastern time for the weekly update. Weekly update returns tomorrow. Malcolm is in Israel, which makes it even more special, and there's a lot of news to discuss in the last couple of weeks, obviously. So Malcolm Honline, weekly update tomorrow morning, 7.40 Eastern time right here at JM in the a.m. Avrami does the live lunch today, 11 until 1. Uh, we are filming Kosher Halftime Show, day number two, getting set for that big February 2nd production. And... Um, Yesterday, we had the folks in from Hask. Yishai Rebo, it was announced, will be at the concert Sunday night. It's going to be a big event and a great event with a lot of big surprises and great tributes as well. Uh, sat with Ellie Gerstner for a while yesterday as we discussed what's happening uh, Sunday night. And I think any ticket holder is going to be very, very happy that they purchase tickets, not only to support Hask, but to hear and see some great Jewish music performances. More coming up. Brand new Mordechai Shapiro.
אני רוצה היום, אבל הכל משתנה פתאום, וזה בסדר, אני לא אשם, כי זה רצון השם. אני הולך, לא רואה את הסוף, מאמין שיהיה רק טוב. אני קטן, כן, אני קטן, והתמונה גדולה. J.M. in the A.M. wrapping up the hour with Mordechai Shapiro, Hakol Mishamayim. Before that, you heard his uh, Baruchenu, both off the brand new album, Thursday morning broadcast. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. And the morning that we've been waiting for is finally here. You can watch it all on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network, Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. Uh, the heroes, the co captains of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team who are on a historic run at the moment are in our studio. Number 33 in your program is a senior Donnie Katz, who comes from Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, graduated Beth Tfila High School. And uh, the, um, the most common phrase that I've heard about him in the last three years, basketball-wise, that the incredibly successful um, Yeshiva University men's basketball offense runs through Donnie Katz. Co-captain, welcome to JM in the AM. Hello, thank you. Pleasure to have you here. Number 20 in your scorebook is uh, senior Simcha Halpert, who graduated Shalhevet in Los Angeles, was a Skyline Conference first-teamer last year. And is now, currently, the third highest scorer, all-time scorer in Yeshiva University history. Welcome, Simcha Halpert. Thank you, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be here. Congratulations on this achievement. What did the legend Lior Hode say when you passed uh, him on the all-time list? He was, he was probably the most happy for me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's been telling me this since uh, the beginning of the year. To, I want to be there when you do it. We need a picture. 
Unfortunately, he couldn't be there for the the for one the, game he missed. The one, huh? the one game he misses all year for his company holiday party. Right, yeah, that's, couldn't that's, make that's, it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and then you surpassed him. And Donnie, outside shot or very outside shot that he can end up being the, the, num- the number one leading scorer in YU <clears throat> history. What do you think? It would take top, like, top, it would take top. like an average of thirty points a game yeah, at this point. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I know. Um, I'm gonna be hopeful for it, but he's not that good at basketball, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. It's high hopes. There's you no. Know, there's no side bet. You know what's. You know what's funny. I thought you were gonna take this in a different direction. When when you guys are mentioned, or when you guys and personal statistics are discussed, uh, it's generally mentioned that the two of you don't care. You couldn't huh. care less about any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are professional athletes, uh, and our sports staff, our crack staff, can uh, can prove this. There are professional athletes who obsess over their personal statistics, and it's the first thing they check after each game. You're at the top of the list, and you couldn't care less, huh? Yeah, I definitely couldn't care less. I think nowadays there's a big stress on personal stats with like Russell Westbrook, and you see all the NBA guys and all the stats coming out, and people just really... If they harp on the numbers a lot of the time, um, and at the end of the day, all that matters to us, and I think all that matters to anybody should be winning. Um, if you're not winning, what do your numbers mean? They mean nothing. So really, winning is our number one priority, and it has been since day one. And the way you distribute the ball, it's obvious you couldn't care less about personal stats because mm-hmm. you want the best shot for the team possible on each play. And if you, if you you know wherever you happen to be, you'll do the job, but... The, the key for you is that the job get done. Absolutely. I think uh, I know that I'm not the go-to guy, and I think everybody knows who, who is, but after every game, I never know my stats. I mean, I asked my dad. He's there. <laughs> he texts me. I said, he definitely he, knows. He definitely <laughs> knows what I have, and then, and then if there's any you know problem in the – uh, in the box score, he'll, yeah. he'll know your, your about dad it. will know if you missed a foul shot. That, yeah, he'll know about that. He'll know about it. But I, I never know the stats after every game. I mean, I, I would look at the box score. I tell someone, dude, you scored like 20 and then He goes, oh, really? He's like, I had no idea. And you shot all three. It's, well, shocker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, hard, how hard is it to be consistently 43% from three-point range? How many, how many shots does one have to take starting at the age of 12 <laughs> to get to the point? What are you now, 20 years old? How old are you? 22. 22. How, how many shots do you need to take in 10 years in order to get to the point that you're shooting 43% from three? Right. So growing up, I didn't really have a regiment. Um, I would just, I just love the game and just go out and play and just always be playing. Um, coming around high school, then I started to really get into more of a workout system and start getting like actual shots and training in almost every day. Um, I don't really, I don't focus on shots. I just try to do my best to get in the gym every single day and get my shots up and work on work on my own game instead of just messing around and playing pickup. Just try to get try to get in and get real work in as opposed to just messing around. In, when your yeah. three-pointer goes up, everybody in the uh, in the Max Stern Athletic Center thinks it's going in, <laughs> yeah. including the bench. They, uh, they all think it's going yeah, in. Yeah. Every time I throw it, I, th- I, I always think he's go- it's going in. Yeah. I never, I never think fi- he's going to miss. And if you find him open, it's an even higher percentage shot. Yeah, it's like a layup. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a layup. Yeah, it's <laughs> called, called layups. Now, now the pressure's really on. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. When you, were, when you first came to YU meaning Simcha, when you first came to YU, Elliot Steinmetz was a guest of ours. And he announced, as you you as a freshman would be a starter on the team. And I said, when did you know this? He said, 20 minutes after we saw him on the court. (laughs) And you've been starting ever since, obviously. I mean, outside of injury, you know, you're starting ever since. And and the story goes that 
this incredible run, I'm not just talking about the 12-game winning streak, which we will focus on in a minute, but this incredible run, which included the Skyline Conference Championship, really starts with the two of you. It starts with, I don't know what you want to call it, a pact, an agreement, a meeting. <laughs> Tell us how. Donnie, you start. How did the two of you meet? Um, we actually met. Uh, we, were, we played against, in Sarachek against each other. That was the uh, first not, time not we actually played. No, we didn't play. play. We, we were both hurt. Yeah. I hurt my ankle the game before, and Simcha broke his hand. Trying this is to... Baltimore versus Shalhevin. Yeah. In this, uh, what was it? The Sarachek tournament 2015. Yeah, yeah but we, we both lost in the first round, and we saw each other in the next day. And it was like, you know, we were both there. We looked at each other. Errol Katz came over to me, Donnie's dad, and he gave me a 45-minute conversation. A classic 45-minute conversation. <laughs> he, he, right he, he knew, and by reputation, they knew you were a star? Like, what was going on? Um, yeah, well, we both kind of come from small schools, uh, but not big, not a huge basketball program. Um, Shalhevet has been very dominant, but we, but in the past, before yeah, that, we, have not, we don't have that big of a history of being good at ball. Um, and my grade in particular wasn't so strong, so... It, I really kind of shined, I guess, in in a way, um, in 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 the small school. And and they felt, meaning him and Coach Steinman, that you could fit into a team program when oh, you got yeah. to college. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I, did you feel it was your job? Did you know you were going to wall you at that point or not? Uh, yeah, I, I thought so. Did you uh, feel it was your job to reach out to the good wall players around the country like him? Yeah, I probably. I think I reached absolutely. out to him on yeah. Facebook. Everywhere. Yeah, I, I I used to reach out to him on Facebook, right right out to the tournament or something like that. But I think. The uh the start of this whole, you know, era, uh, yeah, program era, whatever yeah. however you would put it, um, it 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 shows a testament to Elliot and how much he cares and and how much of the game he knows and he really cares for his players. Like he gives us a lot of freedom, um, the captains to really take control of the team when we need to and control however we want to. And then if we have problems, we go to Elliot, we talk to him. But he he's great. I mean he. The freedom he gives us on the court and off the court is something you don't see every day in a college basketball. Are you coach. pummeling teammates verbally constantly or not? Like, what's your style? <laughs> like, are you? Yeah, they make a mistake or they do things in practice that you see or you know. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. We're a very close unit um, because I think we spend a lot of time together. We're in, like in the Washington Heights. We're, we have right. a lot of we have a lot of practices together. We're always see each other around campus. I think that really really adds to our overall chemistry and overall coming together of a team. Um, so I think that that's some advantage we have over over a lot of the other teams who might not have, but they might not be friends off the court as opposed to us. Where like we have a bunch of group chats that's always going off, or the Snapchat group chats always going off. Like we're very we're very close unit, and that really uh, attests to it. But what really sparked this this little run, I'd say, was, was I think Elliot did a lot of credit. Um, that Sarah check, I know he spoke to me, I know he spoke to Donnie, pulled us over. He's like, listen, you have opportunity to play for something more than just basketball. You could really put Jew- Jewish people on the map and show them that we're not just any other team. I wasn't sure I was coming to, to, to YU. Definitely after wasn't. I, I texted sure. him. I yeah. texted him on Facebook. He was not yeah, sure. Um, I definitely wasn't sure. <laughs> but Elliot really sold the dream of, of, of the YU team and the dream of what we could do and the dream of going to the tournament for the first time ever and the, and the news stations that would come and mm-hmm. the, the noise we'd make. And then that year in Israel, we created our own AFI, our own like basketball league team within the, the one-year programs, mm-hmm. and we, we played a YU, pretty much a YU team, a team basically, yeah. Yeah. In, in Israel, and that was, that was the start of, of YU. Were there other people that I would know that yeah. were in that? Tyler was on the team. Uh-huh. Uh, Daniel Tion was on the team. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't remember. Names that have become very familiar that. to us at this point, those yeah. who follow yeah, YU sad. basketball. Simcha Halpert and Donnie Katz are here. How, how much of a killer was it to sit out that Sarajek tournament? Isn't that the worst for a oh, season? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. tough. It was tough. tough. I can imagine. Very tough. tough.
And and yet, the, and it's funny that you're not on the court, and yet people around you are focused on on you know your basketball greatness and getting you to come to Yeshiva University. Now, what's happening currently, and the reason we call it such an amazing run, is you're on a 12-game winning streak. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the first 12-game winning streak in YU history. Is that safe to assume? Um, I think last year we were actually at 17. I think last year. You had 17 last 17, year? 17, 18. I don't remember. It was towards Holy. the end of the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think until the last game. I think it was last, The last two games. The last, last two games. Last, last two, last two heartbreakers, by yeah, the way. Heartbreakers. Yeah. I mean, I know what it was like for the fans. For you guys, it must yeah. have been yeah, tough, tough insane. Game. And if you would have won those two, it would, it would have been a completely different skyline yeah, tournament, right? At home court right. throughout the yeah. tournament, yep. I don't know if we could fit anybody wow. on the championship game. I don't know how, I, how did I forget the 17-game winning streak, of course, last year? And you started in Los Angeles this year, your hometown. Did you have a lot of family and friends out there? A lot of family and friends. Awesome, awesome experience. Oh, the team ended up in Maryland also. Did people yeah. come out for you over there? Yeah. Uh, but it was far from Baltimore, Yeah, it was right? far. It was pretty right. far. So it was a little bit different. L.A. was a great time. I think uh, to start off the year as a team— um, and having the community of LA behind us, and you know, people they really they really showed up. There were a yeah. lot of a lot of people were there. Right, I had seen someone at some event, and I said to them, uh, "I'm thinking of going out there uh, when we, you know, when I thought I'd have the time to go out there and be with the team for those two games." Right. You know, so I want to root them on. They should have some fans there. And this guy was from LA. I don't remember who it was. I'd seen him. I think he was related to somehow. But anyway, um, he, he was from LA, and he said, "Don't worry, the community's coming out. There'll be plenty of fans. <laughs> it was it filling was the packed. arena. It was packed. It was awesome to see everyone there. I had a lot of former campers, a lot of neighbors. That's like, cool. People, a lot of people were there. And the time. first game is the only game of the season you lost. <laughs> and looking back, everyone says to me, "You could have won that game, but it just, yeah. it just." I don't know. What was the first game? Jitters or I think I thought they were very good. Everyone else, everyone else thinks. <laughs> everyone that, else had a different yeah. opinion about I it. I thought they were very good. And, uh, and then I heard that one of the most recent victories <laughs> was it the most recent or very one of the recent ones. You're on the road and get to the arena 20 minutes before the game. That was a lot. That was, that was crazy. The last game. Yeah. And yet you end up winning. Yeah. yeah. And it was obvious in the first. They're half. a good team. They're a very good team historically. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. That's the Connecticut team. No. That. What was that? I don't. Moravian. Moravian but, Moravian. Oh, out in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania. They're competitive. I mean, that's what they're known for: competitive style, pressure you, do whatever you can. But you know, we just have a lot, you know we have a lot of leadership on this team. Guys that have been there before. You know, like we have Gay, we have Ryan, we have right. Sim, we we have all those guys that have been there before. And what's it like when these it? newcomers show up? What's it like when they? Uh, Gabe came in the middle of the season. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and he adjusted pretty well, right? I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking about. I mean, he showed up in the. Well, street. he showed up in a year where we had actually seven guys on the team, yeah. <laughs> right. and, then, and a lot of injuries. Half. I think also a right? lot of injuries. Yeah, a hurt. lot of Tal got yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah, it was tough for us that year. Um, but Gabe, but I'll tell you, it's really that Jewish brotherhood that brings us together, and it's easy just to that like, a guy bring can someone walk else into this first yeah. game. We, we can bring anyone in. I think at any, any point, and they can just jump in, and, they'll, and we'll have the chemistry right away. Yeah, I mean, he he came at the winter break, and right. you know he. If they come with the right attitude, this time of year, you have, have, have the right. Attitude. Yeah, if you have the right attitude, not being that, you know, thinking about that, you're all that, you're that selfish, you know. And yeah. Terrell walks like in with an amazing reputation. Right. I mean, you know him from LA, right? Absolutely. Yeah. With an ama- not from the same school, but you yeah. know him from there. With an amazing reputation, and you guys are again, you know, not not to compare to some of the feuds that have happened in professional sports, but you you are the captains, and you are yeah. the guy. This is the you know the cats. The Cats Halpert, you know, team, right. and now this guy's coming in, automatic starter, uh, yep. but he fits right in and seems to be one of the guys. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it also tested to the fact that me and Donnie, we just we care about winning, and yeah. it doesn't matter what it matters. Doesn't matter anything 
Nothing else. So if someone would come in with an attitude, you'd you'd adjust that quickly. That yeah. Or, or he would adjust. <laughs> no, that we, we, we would we, we would take yeah. care of it, telling either you're gonna get with the, you're gonna get with the program or right. you're not. There's no there's no time for that yeah. here. There's no room for ego. What yeah. about players who who have shined in your era with Yeshiva University men's basketball and have won cha- a championship? Right, two years ago you won the Skyline mm-hmm. Championship, right, right. and now are not seeing as much playing time. Is that right. difficult when they see the younger guys taking? Their starting position? It's, def- it's definitely tough, but I think that that idea of winning mm-hmm. and putting the best team on the floor. Even and- they get it. Even mm-hmm. those sitting it's on the been, bench it's get it. It's been instilled in everybody. It's been instilled yeah. in everybody. A player who never plays gets it as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. They get everybody it. Everybody gets it. They well, want to be part of it. Some people don't. We Unfortunately, we do see some people who, who, who do give up on a team and they do quit uh, midway through the year. But but very rarely. Very rarely. But that's something that like if, if you're not with the program, like, Hit the road, you know. That's it's what, it's what we do here. It's, it's been, I mean, it's, it, it, it's been successful. Why are we going to change it? If you're not going to be around it, you can take your selfishness somewhere else. We don't yeah. need that here. I hear that. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Co-captains of the Yeshiva University Maccabees are uh, Donnie Katz and Simcha Halpert as they join us on this uh, on this um, a Thursday morning broadcast. Uh, the season will restart on the 22nd of January. So I assume this has given... Everybody a chance to get healthy and relax a little bit. Yeah, long yeah. break, long break. Yeah, this is called break. an advantage for the Jews or a disadvantage for the Jews because it's really only yeshiva that has right. this massive break that starts Hanukkah time and goes until school starts again toward the end of January. Advantage or not? Um, I say a, l- a little bit of both. It give, definitely gives us a big rest and a time to readjust. And if we have players in Israel or coming back like we did with Gabe, it's a good time to, to adapt them in, into our system and get them familiar with the players. But I'll say it's a disadvantage because we have to play all of our games in a bunch now. Mm-hmm. Now right. our second half of the game is going to be game, off day, game, off day, yeah. game. You know, it's very tough. Monday, what Wednesday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and that takes its toll on our bodies 100%. Yes, Boy. especially as old guys. Yeah. Been here four well, years, especially me. Bets. You're considered the old guys. Oh, yeah. gosh. Lots of cramping and uh, stuff? I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in the trainer's room every single day. I mean, tra- our trainer, Xavier, he's the man. I love him. Yeah, they're boys. Yeah, we're, we're boys with each other. <laughs> well, you ended one season with like six injuries. Yeah, and, that was, and, and that played, was a championship season. Right, and played Elliot had no idea. I would, I would tell the guys yeah, every practice, but Elliot had no idea. No idea. Got like two brain cells left. <laughs> yeah. Is your are you okay now? Because you yeah. you, you sat out a couple of games this year, right? Or am um, I wrong about that? I, Who am I thinking? You're broken of? nose. Oh yeah, broken bro- nose. Oh yeah, you were wearing the mask for I a while. Sit. Yeah, that was tough. Right. The mask was tough. But Terrell was out for a while. Terrell hurt his ankle. Right. Um, and he came back a little too early, I think. Ah. Yeah, but now, I was wondering if they'd wait for this break to bring him back or not. No, yeah. he played. He played a couple he of games play, before. Right. Yeah. Who's great against Moravia? Yeah, he played very. He he may have won the game. For yeah, yeah. thirty one or something like that. And um, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he's certainly. Uh, he's certainly fitting right in, to say the least. Now, uh, the responsibility of Yeshiva University players, not only representing the college and yourselves and your families and all that, but representing the Jewish people as a whole. Now, the two of you know this is a very big topic yeah. for me. <laughs> I always had a desire every year. I'm talking about for the last forty years. I've had a desire every year to address the team on this issue. Finally, I was, I was invited to do so and realized there was no need because you guys are amazing. I mean, you, you call yourselves a cohesive unit, yet do you know what kind of diversity you have on your team? Yeah. You know how many yeah. cities, religious backgrounds, irreligious backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you all have yeah. coming together? And I hear that there's different Torah in the locker room, true or false. For every game. Yeah, true. It's true. True. Yeah. And everyone's there when it happens. Not everybody. We give we make it optional, but I'd say there's two or three guys outside max. Yeah. 
Majority, yeah. And I hear, um, what were some of the other things I heard? Um, well, what what's uh, Saturday night games like? Do you guys spend Shabbos together or not when you have a Saturday night game? Yeah, we usually do. It's usually at, you know, we have Friday night meals and, and Shabbos day meals. You know, they start at whatever they want, but it's either yeah. at, a, at a person's apartment. Or... And people with limited backgrounds who are on the team. Always show up. Always Be- show because... up. Because it's that cohesive unit. It's that, I guess, brotherhood, you could say. It's just that Jewish... If I named any player from last year's roster, because I have some people in mind who, you know, people make certain impressions on the fans. Yeah. If I name any player from last year's roster, they were all at at least one Shabbos meal with them. Oh, at least. 100%. At their, they, at their apartment Friday night. They might miss it for a, for right. a good reason. I get it. Other than that, they, they want to be there. It's a good mm-hmm. time. We have a good time together. We're, very we're, good time. Ha- we're hanging out. We're just having a great time. And, and when they walk in the house, they'll put their phones away. They, yeah. won't, they won't bring them out. Right. And when they leave, they do whatever they want. No one cares. And we're happy, we're happy for them to do whatever they it's want. It's like a Shabbat. You know, it's a, it's a real Shabbos meal. It's a good time. It's a good time to hang out. And that's yeah. what kind of separates us from any other team. going to be hosted by <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Katz this year. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Donnie yeah. and his new wife. Yeah, are, uh, hopefully. Wife. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hopefully. And plug the is, yeah. is, is Saturday night the hardest night to play? Absolutely, I think so, yeah. and that's because of the eating or the sleeping or the schedule. All off, the above, everything. Yeah. You're just, just not, sitting around not, all yeah. day. Does Elliot say no chulin for you guys <laughs> on Shabbos? Or, is there a rule? We say that. We say that. Is, is there a rule no like that? that? We don't make chulin for Shabbos day. Yeah, do you eat Shabbos day? Yeah, we, we do, do, but we don't have chulin. Like we have like, chicken yeah, salad. You have like a regular healthier, meal. healthier food. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder about that. Yeah, <laughs> and then Tough. and then Saturday night after the game, you yeah, it's a big sigh of relief. Yeah, because yeah. we we're used to having a shoot around before a game and right. like getting a little a little sweat in or, or something before, before like a couple hours before the game. And that's just not not yeah. very possible. So if you're cold out. the first ten minutes of a Saturday night game, we shouldn't panic. Yeah, no, <laughs> no don't panic. Yeah, definitely. it's usually ex- expected. Expected first couple minutes to start. Yeah, the whole team. Sluggish. Everybody. Well, it's tough. That's funny. In high, in high school, though, you loved the Saturday night games. You had, yeah. like, you know, that was right. the thing. That was it. That you was know, it. Heavy at Eula, you know, Shahavit Eula. Yeah, well, right. you, got, well you, went into, you went and got shots up at the park. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. Right. Good point. Yeah. Um, all right, so now the bigger issue is that, especially in the atmosphere that we're in in this country right now, you go to certain places, mm. and you don't have to travel far. You don't have to go to the tournament for this. Right. You go to certain places where I think it would be accurate to say the majority of the fans have never met an Orthodox Jew. Would that be, or right. or someone who dresses as an Orthodox Jew? Would that be accurate? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably accurate, yeah. especially like we've you know, seen him times. What what kind of reaction do you get? Because of course we focus very often on the negative and what fans might say when they see right. when they see a Jew walk into the arena. What 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 have you experienced um, throughout? I and by the way, we should note. That you probably went through a lot of this in high school, also. You're not, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not a New Yorker, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we definitely seen a lot of that um, throughout high school. Uh, people would see our kippos, see yamakas, and they'd right away laugh and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, these guys can't can't play with us. What are they doing here?" Um, we've seen it in our conference even. Yeah, it's um, and never, never from the players, really. Never from the players. The players might they laugh a little bit, but they've they've been pretty good usually. Um, but it, in the past, in our conference, we've seen some team some teams fans just. Completely disrespectful. Destroy, yeah. yeah. Meaning with what they're chanting and yelling at you? You know, they stared at like, you know, I was at a game, like I took a charge and, you know, I got up and there's this one fan just heckling me the whole time, looked straight in my eyes and I was just like laughing like, all right, if you're going to do this, I mean, I don't know what's going on in your life, but like, I'm just a Jewish kid. And and you're both competitors. (laughs) There must be some desire to To say something back or take matters into your own hands. Uh, Just leave it. I uh, try to focus on the game. I, right, I hear yeah, that, yeah. but it, it still must be hard. Yeah. Must be, when when you were at the tournament, and I had the pleasure of being there when you traveled uh, 
uh, literally to the Division Three NCAA. People should realize we're talking about the Division Three NCAA's, which must have been incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough day because of the whole thing with Barr and all that. Yeah. But you know, but focusing on all all the positive. Um, w- was that any different in terms of reaction from fans than anything else because you had gotten to a certain level, or was it all basically the same? Um, was that a different type of experience? I would I, I would say it was a little different. I, I feel like uh, you know we we were in a place we played York, but we were in a place where. You know, I don't know if Jews are really looked upon as that, you know, favorite one. Yeah, um, we I, I I caught some heckling, that's for sure. Right. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I mean, every you know every team's usually like acceptable. They understand. You know, we don't really have a problem with it. Well, I would think at this point, the two of you as seniors, you probably know whatever that means. A lot of players on the other teams at this point. Oh, in our conference, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, we're actually like friends with half of yeah. them. Honestly. Are you being serious? Yeah, absolutely. Like actual interaction with yeah. them, or yeah, somewhat like on Instagram, wherever it is. Really? Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that we've just been we played them for four years. You know, we've refreshed them when they're freshmen. Now, do you know that somebody seniors. you played against in the championship against Purchase is now on the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah, Maxwell. Yeah, Pierre. yeah. yeah he loves. He we loves all love We all follow his Instagram. We see him on all like the big Instagram feeds. Yeah. We all we're big fans of his. He, he he's has, a man. He's a great guy. He's not just a, he's not just a good dunker. He's a really good Elliot guy. Elliot told nice me guy. that he's a really nice guy. Nice yeah, guy. he's a real good guy. And based coach. on his background, it seems like he's a big academic also. Yeah, like he really did kid. well in school. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's he, he's he's been very successful. So senior night for you guys yeah. is going to be. I mean, I I hope you don't think about it because <laughs> because it's going to be. Last I game. mean, your senior night for me is going to be insane, <laughs> and I'm just a fan. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably it's going to be emotional. I, I would say it's going to be emotional. Do we know which team you're playing against the last? Uh, I don't even remember. I, I don't can, know. I can Kevin, look at the schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not know. you're not focused on that yet. Your yeah. final game. Uh, what we call senior night is going to be against St. Joe's Long Island in, in the Max Stern Athletic Center. Yeah, would, right. would that include players you know on that team? Or no? um, might be a couple I know Brad, of that. Number, Brad number Weiss. 14, that's my boy. 14. 14. Not block. Whatever his name is. I mean, I know, I, I know everybody. That's, uh, that's the 22. What's yeah, Priscilla. Priscilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 I mean, he kn- he doesn't know any names. Yeah, I'm not going to so numbers. Give him the numbers. numbers give him the numbers and he'll know. And yeah. I, know I know everybody by last And, do you, and do you know a lot of strengths and weaknesses of each one of these oh, numbers? Absolutely. absolutely. Like, we don't need to, like, of all these teams, we don't need a scouting report anymore. We know exactly like, what they the run, what defenses they run, who they are, what they do. I usually I usually just chant, like, whatever they're going to run. I usually just say it out loud so everybody knows. <clears throat> so, like, I'll read it and I'll you're look on, at it. You're on defense. Yeah, and, and I'll just chant it out. Like, I've done that against Farmingdale in the championship. Like, I, we all know what sets they run. I just, like, when I see it, I call it out just to make sure everybody knows, you know. So, just because they, they need to get recognized, like, what play's coming, what play's not coming. And I just, I know every play because I've seen it one time. And then I'll just know what's coming and I'll, like, y'all side pick and roll. Here we go. You know, something like that. Is there a way to sum up what happened at Farmingdale? In the championship? You know, my son was the play-by-play announcer for that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I said to him for a week, practice what what you're going to say when they win this championship. <laughs> and then you guys didn't come through yeah. on your end of the bargain. Yeah. That was a tough game. If you summed it up, what happened in that game that just didn't work well? Um, I think I think that was the worst shooting game we had all year. Oh, that, yeah, says, it that just, says it all, huh? I think they, we shot. Like, they did a good job. They did a really good job, I'll be honest. They're, their coaching was really good. They threw, they, threw out, they threw like three or four different looks on defense at us, like, Couple different zones, couple different matchup zones, yeah, they played, and um, it really kind of threw us off. I'd say. I think they played like triangle and two, yeah, so maybe right. pull out some yeah. like junk defenses that got us. Wow. I mean, I, ultimately, it shows respect to how good we were. Yeah. If you're gonna pull out a triangle and two in a box and one, um, 
Just, I mean, it got us. We took the lead. I think you hit an and one three. And well, then, early in the in the second half, or was it was it already later in the second half? You had the lead. I don't remember. What we had, we had it like in the, I think in the middle of the second half after your corner three yeah. and one, and then then the, you know they came down. They're tough. I mean, they were good. They had, they had Graham, they had Mapleton, they had George. And if you're worried about them this year, everybody graduated, correct? Yeah, or not? most of yeah. the guys right. are gone. Yeah. Who are you yeah. worried about this year? Who's the team that um, you're that you're our playing? own selves? Yeah. I think I think the only way. I think the only way we're really going to stop ourselves is if you know we get in our own heads. And, you you know, are the only team that could beat the, ma- the Max. This we, year. We, I mean, we believe that. I, I don't think there's a better team in our conference better than us. I what mean, was the distinction that was just sent to me by uh, the great Josh Joseph that you guys have the highest average points? Is it of any team in Division Three in the um, country? I think it's field goal percentage. Field goal percentage. That's what yeah, it was. We're, yeah. we're, we're number one in field goal percentage. That's, I mean, that, that's usually. It's usually something we're always top five in, and I think that shows what we were talking about before, the selflessness we all have with each other. Like, I don't think, I don't care if I score, Simcoe doesn't care if we score. The only thing we care about is if we win the game. And if we getting good shots and winning the game. By the way, is it, you know, Max Stern Athletic Center is a very cozy atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is, you know, I I guess, I don't know if that's an advantage or not, but when you go on the road and you go to Farmingdale and there's a really deep end zone, so to speak, does that throw your, and York had the same thing, does that throw your shooting off terribly or not? Not terribly, but it does change it up. There's no, you, the problem is there's nothing behind the backboard. The perception is different. There's no depth perception. Exactly. That's the difference. It's like a stadium. Can you get over that during the pregame or not? Is that something you can take care of? No, that's something we should, we're all capable of taking care of. Yeah. Yeah. I usually, I usually shoot well, shockingly at Farmingdale, Um, but. You know, the depth perception is not a thing for me. I, You know, the sophomore year, I think I lost a lot of depth perception in my left eye that year. <laughs> a lot of sight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we were playing at York, and we had this inbounds play at the end of the first half. And, you know, Gabe ended up hitting the shot, but, you know, the, the foul the clock went off. And it was a whole this whole this Oh, thing. I remember you know that. that. Yeah, oh, that was wild. <laughs> so right. he came in the, in the left corner, and, and I've... I flat out could not see him, and he comes up to me. He goes, "Donnie, I was wide open." I said, "Dude, I really, I couldn't see you." Couldn't I, see that time the court. <laughs> I remember that. Like, just I mean, I, I get, the, I get why you don't want to tell your coach, but it might be a good idea. To nah, uh, the, the guys know I, I've played through anything. <laughs> you know, I, I hurt my hamstring early in the year, and I wanted to play through that. But yeah, Simcoe always, Simcoe always told me, "Dude, you're not coming back early from this. I will not, not worth it." Yeah, early yeah. Um, are you aware of his three point uh, percentage this year? Yeah, he's, he's nailing it, dude. It's, 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 he's yeah. like at, he's like at seventy percent. Yeah, dude. get out of here. I'm, so, dude, you, I'm shooting a great percent, sixty, forty, something like that. I have it right in front of me. Guys. I see. I don't take enough. I, I I take a good amount of shots to keep my percentage high. That's how I, I think. About <laughs> it. I think you're six for nine. Yeah, that's like, you know, that's almost seventy percent. I'm a better shooter than Tim because it's just flat out. I think everybody knows that. I think everybody knows that. Speaking of Vice President Josh Joseph. Uh, he, he explained to me why it's so critical. Critical is the wrong word, but you get what I you'll get what I mean. Why it's so important to have a successful men's basketball team for a college in this country, w- whether we like it or not. And the non-sports folks who are still tuned in this morning probably are very frustrated by it, uh-uh. especially in our community that <laughs> sports is such a big deal. But the reality is, the you know the, the the higher the profile of the college, the higher the higher the profile the men's basketball team is, the higher the profile of the college, and the easier it is to recruit. And this goes for Louisville, and it goes for Gonzaga, and it goes for Yeshiva University as well. Right. Do you get that feeling that as this run has happened during your three four years, that the perception of Yeshiva College around the country is different? Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we were. I was playing. We my company VCheck Global hosted a basketball tournament last night, 
Um, and we had a client reception, and everyone, and we had a D three player there, some random D three. I don't know who he was. I don't know. I never heard of him before. He, we told him who we play for. He said we say she. He said, "Oh, I've heard of them. I they're doing well." I'm like, wow. "Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy!" Like, Whoa. I don't know. Like, who are you? How you know who we are? It's crazy. And ev- everywhere we go, we 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 hear yeah. more and more. Like, we we're being talked about. We're being talked about, yeah. and, it's, and it's it's a good thing to hear. Your father sent me a clip of somebody doing a game at where I don't remember the exact quote, but where they referenced, you know, oh, if this team beat Yeshiva, they must be great, or this team played tough. Yeah. I forget what it was exactly, but people are actually using you guys as a standard of, of how know, good of great right. competition. Yeah, I was I was in Baltimore once, and I, I went to shul that day, and I was getting looked at by like these kids, and I was like, what are they looking at me for? It's right after you won the championship. Because like, you're ugly. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. And and um, these kids come over to me after shul, and they go, do you play for the YU team? I said, yeah, and... So do you play point guard? Well, I was like, sure. Point I'll guard. play point guard, sure. Yeah, but I, I was like, no, I play point forward, whatever you call it. And uh, they're like, oh, my gosh. And they're like. They thought you were Ryan Terrell. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I never get that, and, and I'll never get it again. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Ryan Terrell. It's look, my, my kids grew up on YU basketball, and yeah. some of your predecessors were their heroes. And I know it's hard for you guys sometimes to fathom that, yeah. but it, it's a reality. And, uh, you know, we know plenty of admirers in the New York, New Jersey community. I'm not sure about Baltimore, but yeah. I, these days it's easy to tune in and watch. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, come to the games to see you specifically, to, to see how you guys perform. And they're disappointed if you're injured and not in the game. Yeah. So I, I think you know, something to be mentioned is that, um, you know, our fans are amazing. Um, we love the atmosphere every single game we get. It's something that, you know, we it's build off. It's better and better in the last yeah. four years. Something we build off from the pregame is, that, you know, we say stuff like, they're here to watch us play. Like, let's make it, let's make it known. Let's win this game. We're at home. But also, I think it goes from the top down, like President Berman, Josh Joseph, Yoni Cohen. I think all those guys with the, the support we have behind us from them is something that you don't get in a regular college, um, you know, from, you know, schools in Baltimore I know of, but their support and their excitement for the games and they come to watch. Like, Yoni's been to, like, almost every game. Yeah. I mean, he came to Eastern yeah. Connecticut Battles. State. Yeah. He's, I mean, those guys are, those guys are great. It's, the support we have behind them is something you just don't see in a regular college. Unbelievable. So with all the distractions before the home games, it's okay. It's all, it's all it's good. Okay. Blo- it, as long as you win. Yeah, okay. as long as we win. <laughs> it builds off, you know, it builds the energy. You and know? I say distractions because there are about 100 people who want to see you guys before the yeah. game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And afterwards. And, and afterwards. after as well. That's right? why we stay, in the lo- like, we stay in the locker room a long time. Right. I can't do this right, right. Well, after a loss, yeah. you stay in the locker room well, after a, a win. A real, you, yeah. After a win, you may as well come yeah. out and, you know, enjoy. Well, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of treatment after a win. I don't have, <laughs> I'm just sitting there. All right, I, I have a list of a million questions. And by the way, I rarely ever write down questions, so you guys should be honored. We got uh, <laughs> we, we got time. Very honored to be but, here. But there it's are great. but there are a couple of things I got to get to. Um, first of all, what was his wedding like? Was it an amazing team awesome celebration? Time. Awesome time. Good idea or bad idea <laughs> for a player to get married in the middle of a season? He didn't. But Gabe someone, is. Gabe's getting married right. this weekend. Good idea Sunday. or bad idea? Great I, idea. The team doesn't resent it. It's not a distraction. Oh, no, no, we're, we're all looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. time. So he doesn't know what kind of shtick's coming, so oh, we, cool. we got it all prepared. So Mazel <laughs> to Gabe. That's yeah. happening. Yeah. And then Tyler at some point right after the season, right? right? After, man, it might conflict with the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Might, how hope, far hope, can you, worried about Tyler's schedule, how far can you guys go in the NCAA tournament if you make it? We're we're going all the way. We're, yeah, that's our goal. Your goal way. is to win the last game. We're not, yeah, we're, that we're is not your here. goal. Absolutely. And people watching or listening right now might think that's insane. Insane, but that they would is, think that's insane. Regardless, but your goal, you know, your play the last day. It's play the and win the last day. And Elliot, you know, you know, guys might think, oh, that's wild. That's why Elliot talks about that 
every single practice, what is our what is our number one goal? And that is to play in the, the last game of the season in the Final Four. And that's, you know, it might be wild. Might, that's what people think it's wild. But we've yeah. been the Skyline people Championship People were saying before. it was wild for us to win a conference. Yeah. And we went out and we did that. It's our last year. we got to do it. Can I, <laughs> can I impress you guys? Yes. This calendar sitting in front of me has all the NCAA Division Three Final Four games marked off. It would, <laughs> it would be, if I'm right, if I'm right, so I hope I read this correctly. Would it be Saturday night the 21st of March? I believe it's Saturday night the 21st of March. So, I believe Some, it. Someone definitely doesn't know. That no would be. That, I probably have a better idea. That would be the sure. night that sure. you could win. At, that you could win your last game of the season, which yeah. would be cool. absolutely incredible. Saturday and night, most of Shabbos. I think it's way. Saturday night, unless I. I, read, I know it's that weekend. I know it's that <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Uh, and the truth is, who knows? If you guys are there, they may postpone it till Sunday. Yeah. Because you've seen that happen. You've absolutely. seen games. I think, I think it's in Atlanta this year. I think they they're bringing they're bringing all the division division three, two, and one for like the Sweet Sixteen and the Final Four. Wow, very cool. I mean, my in-laws live in Atlanta. <laughs> what a coincidence. And we should mention that uh, that you, I mean, the Max Live people could attest to this even more, but you hear from people all around the world, you know, the people yeah. in Israel that... We we don't know about it, but we, we get, like, Joe Bednarch t- told us, like, after we won the championship, like, I'm hearing from people from all yeah. over the place. Like, I, yeah. we have no idea. We just hear Well, there were it. news reports about you guys. Not not just after Pittsburgh when you did a nice tribute yeah. to the to the victims. I'm talking about right. after the Skyline Championship. Yeah, there were news reports yeah. about. Yeah, there were practice, there right? were interviews. I went practice. to I went to New York Live one, um, at six in the morning one day with Elliot. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, we had a lot of lot of a lot of press coverage. Yeah. Um, in the last New York Times was, was yeah there. New York Times New York Post whichever one it was. You see, uh, everyone was there. It was good. It was good. It was cool. But they were celebrating something that we expected to, to do. Yeah, know? and we didn't we weren't. I mean. We were happy. I mean, definitely, definitely happy. First time ever, you know, it's a big thing. But you know, at first practice they came. And, you know, it was a little. We weren't playing well. I remember like our practice, practice was bad. Yeah. And we figured. I mean, like we had an idea, and then Elliot pulled us together. Guys, forget about that. They're here. Let's practice. Get our work in, and that's it. You know. So I mean, it was great. We loved it. By yeah. the way, we should also note that being here this early quote-unquote for you guys is nothing no. because yeah. you you keep jm in the am hours <laughs> uh you're in the gym by 6 6 30 what was the uh normal I think six now in this season it's gonna be 6 30 yeah. 6 30 but we start off at 6 4, 6 15 yeah you like warm up at on the court 6 15 and uh, and yes. that means the entire team is there by then entire team yeah. and coaching late. staff as well yeah yeah and it, that, they can and, show up late but we can't yeah. <laughs> and that lasts usually till about when on a typical morning that will eight. last till when eight Eight o'clock. We have to go till eight. Yeah. Hey, young kids out there, listen to this. If you want to get to this level, you got to put in at least two hours in the early morning hours. Forget about everything else you got to do. But you got to. Do you ever wonder and think about all the time that goes into? You know, we show up and you know the fans are so happy to see you guys. The national anthem plays and and the tip off happens and you've put in hundreds and and of course the stories we hear. You know, uh, I I remember that uh, one one thanks. I think it was Thanksgiving. Uh, Tom Brady beats the Jets here, and the game ends at 12.30 in the morning, and a friend of mine happens to know him, and at 5 a.m. he was ready in Gillette Stadium. You know, like right after they had landed or, yeah, or gotten crazy. back to, to Boston, he's in Gillette Stadium ready to start you know, <laughs> the next day of practice. I mean, the, you know, that's the only way to do it. It's yeah. the only way to do it is just keep working at it. It's, I, mean, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not tough. I mean, we've been doing it for a while, so I think, I think the new kids that come in, it's, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, it's a different style. And if they uh, complain about it, you guys. Yeah, I was just like, all right, let's like let's get to practice, let's do it, and let's have a good. Honestly, I enjoy it. Like yeah, getting that it. that first workout in in the morning is 
and starting your day off with that workout and that shower is, is a great feeling. And even, then, even if it takes two hours. Yeah, yeah it takes two hours. And then you feel feeling. it at like two o'clock. Like, Why am I in this class right now? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you pass out. In class. Yeah. Should I assume? <laughs> should, I, should I assume the fall semester is much tougher than the academically is much tougher than the spring semester for that reason? Um, or not necessarily. Uh, can, people have different opinions on it. If you ask a couple of different, so they're guys, both tough. Yeah, they're I'd both. say I'd say I'd say that the fall semester is tougher because because our season goes into into like the midterms and the final season right. as opposed to spring where it's in the beginning of of the semester and right. yeah. not so much on, on the test. And uh, sometimes you go to road games. You guys got to leave. Well, now you learned the lesson. Yeah, you got to yeah. leave even earlier. Yeah. After this thing in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, that's <laughs> lesson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was wild. What other advice would you give a young person who's now? In eighth grade, excelling in the Yeshiva League, or is now in eleventh grade, excelling in the. And again, I know you guys didn't come from the Yeshiva League because right. that's something here mm-hmm. in New York and New Jersey. We know but, enough about it. We've, but heard, you do it. Know We've heard enough I'm about it over the years. Like I said, you know, y- Yodi's a Houston coach, so he he's also rolling his eyes when it comes to the Yeshiva League. <laughs> you you guys played it. against some tough competition out there in your out of town places, right? Uh, yeah. you, you played in leagues he's, that he's played yeah, he's real played. real leagues. Yeah, real. real whoa, league. whoa. Uh, Things were going so well until now. <laughs> he's, you know, he, he's played against a lot of people in LA, but I, I played against um, the, this team called Archbishop Curley, and um, I'm sure my dad's listening. But we had a guy, we played against a guy named Haywood Haysmith, and now he plays. He's on the G League, or he's in the NBA with wow. the Sixers or something like that. So that that was cool when I saw it, but I'm sure, like in LA, they did you play against anybody that we might have heard of at this point? Um, not, not. Not like NBA. Like, yeah. I have actually have a friend who I played with, um, who's just yeah. got drafted last year. Oh, the Jazz. Um, Mie. Mie Oni. Yeah, wow. he plays for the Jazz. And there's only a couple of rounds in the NBA, so he. Yeah, he's second round pick. Wow. Like, second round pick. Um, it was it was, it was cool, but some guys like create a buzz. Um, I know here Marcus Levet, who was at St. John's. Yeah. This past year, he was like a big like follow his life mixtape. Yeah. Uh, if not for the whole Jewish piece, which I still have to finish up with you guys, and I will in the next few minutes. If not for the whole Jewish piece, where would he be? He'd he'd be in what? Type of school, and would he be starting? Would I he, mean, listen, where would he be? What would he be I, basketball? I said this a lot. I think some uh, Division One shooter, but um, you know, he's not. You know, probably somewhere else in Division Three or Division Two. But he, he, as a starter, I don't know. Uh, Division Three for sure. I would. I would think so. Well, Division Three, we would know for sure. Smart here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to send them home in separate cars. Yeah. It you know, I don't know about a starter, but definitely Division Three. I think for well, sure. Well, Division Three, we know because yeah, every team in the skyline yeah. wants want you on the team. Yeah, yeah, division, division, Division Two uh, depends where where it's at. Right. Yeah. Division One, he's not good. You know, so not, he's not that good. <laughs> Dude, I'm Duncan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Uh, you yeah. wish. Um, all right, the Jewish piece. Just to continue and conclude it, uh, as a fan sitting there for many, many years, way before the Max Stern Athletic <laughs> Center was built. <laughs> really? Can I tell you horror stories of having to walk through Washington Heights as a fan to get please, to the games? Please. Can I tell you that? Uh, are you even familiar with George Washington High School? Where they? Uh, oh, it's it's north. It's about oh, yeah. about five six blocks north of where you guys are. And that's where we used to go to the uh, YU home games. But anyway, they build Maxwell Athletic Center in the mid-'80s, and all of a sudden fans start showing up. So we as fans sit there all these years, and I'm with my kids, and uh, we're, we're from an Orthodox background, and I don't know if the word resent is the right idea. It bothered me that so many players did not realize how important wearing a kippo was on right. the court to us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I have come around on this issue, you should know. <laughs> I've, I'm serious. I've come around on this issue. Because it, it, what I've learned over the last, I would say, 10 years or so and gotten to this point 
is that there are a lot of guys, just like I would never walk into a basketball court with my tzitzis and play, there are guys who grow up, who, who do end up going to Israel and learn, go to yeshiva, go to, go to Minion, but their thing so was that, that in a gym they didn't never play with a yarmulke, right. which, I, which I now understand a lot more. Now, it's funny because you, who's, who I believe started out that way, yeah. now wear a yarmulke at every game. Um, I, I, I wore it throughout high school, actually. I wore a kippah throughout high school. Um, I just felt it was important to just show, like, to have that Jewish pride. And have, have you it. worn it through the whole while you run? Yeah. Oh, I um, didn't realize I've, that. I've worn it. I've worn it. I've, because I would argue, and again, I have to, I'd have to question my own memory. I would argue that the percentage of yarmulkes on the YU court today is much more than the best. Yeah, much oh. more. Freshman it is much year. more. Think, right? I, yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, the team knows how important it is to uh, the school, um, but also the Jewish people around. Like, oh my gosh, he's wearing a keep on the court. I should right. start wearing one. You know, like we have to think of you know. We've been there before, but we have to think of you know the the younger kids. It like almost the, doesn't, doesn't symbolize like what it's supposed to anymore yeah. on the court. You know, like, we're supposed to symbolize like we know that Hashem's over us and watching over us, but we kind of wear it as like we're Jews and we're wearing it as right. pride. Yes. You know, and, and then you, you think yeah, of the kids the that, that come yeah. to the game and like oh. So now when because... the young players show up, some of them, you yeah. know, I take note of the fact that they're you know game one they're wearing yarmulkes. Yeah. Um, and others are not. Is this something that becomes an issue, or you never address no, it? No, we, oh, we never address it. We don't address it at all. Yeah, we just I wear think, our keeper and just. Go you know, I think it. the guy just know if you choose to wear it, great. If you don't, we don't really. But care. you would not be shocked if you came back on the twenty second of January and someone who had not been wearing one is now yeah. wearing one. Yeah, because that's happened. That's yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen. Absolutely. Yeah, where, where someone in the middle of the season. And we we wouldn't even acknowledge it. We wouldn't yeah, say anything just, about it. Yeah, something like that. It, it's just a casual thing. Let them do whatever, whatever they, they they want. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people don't get that, but you see, it yeah. took me a few years to get it, but now <laughs> yeah. I get it finally, yeah. I'll tell you. Um, as I said to your coach last night, I will ask the toughest question of the morning, whether he likes it or not. Is it frustrating playing for a coach who never calls timeout? <laughs> oh, so, uh, yes or no? So First of all, am I right about this, that he never calls timeout, or I'm wrong? Yeah, he loves the, he loves saving his timeouts. Okay, so. I, I don't know why. But I had that similar in high school. My high school coach. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. So is it is it in fact frustrating or no. or no big deal? I like it in a way. In a way, it helps us work through issues on by ourselves. When the other team has a ten zero run, you're not shocked right. that he's not calling. A sometimes, timeout? sometimes I think I think he, he's a little bit too lenient with not calling it. Um, and I and sometimes I'll even call it myself. Um, if, if, I, if I feel a need, what would happen? Would he, that, would he, he doesn't like it. Sometimes, sometimes he'll chew me out. Sometimes sometimes he'll, he'll be like, okay, I understand. Wow. Yeah, or he'll say, okay, I need I need this for, for rest now. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I think it, I think it's good for us sometimes to work through our issues on our own and and figure it out on the court. Do you always hate being taken out of the game, no matter what the situation? Yes I, or no? Yeah, I don't like. I don't like you both, it. you both, right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, never a time where you say to yourself, "Okay, I I do need it, in fact to come out of this game." There's never a time that would happen. I I've thought about it before. I know my dad definitely yeah. doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we're tired, we t- we'll take ourselves. Yeah, out we t- yeah. I mean, he talks about we'll that, but it's only but it's only fatigue. There's yeah. no other reason yeah. you would ever acquiesce that I need to come out of no. this game. No, yeah. the dude's just fatigue. What's it like playing with your brother on the team? Great time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's awesome. What are his yeah. his strength is shooting like yours or not? His he's, other strength. He's he's very strong. He likes going to the basket a lot. He's a dog on defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he does it all. He shoots the ball. He he does he does a little bit of everything. He's good. he's gonna be a star star. Yeah. Yeah. He will be a starter yeah, next he'll year. Be a star. I mean, he's gonna be a star he's at, a star, at yeah. here. I mean, it's just you know. Interesting. Yeah. Ofek Reef. Monster. Mamish. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. 
Um, unexpected. I mean, the story goes that most people had no clue that he was as good as he is. Yeah, I I didn't think he would be this good either, to be honest. Um, I didn't think he had this type of. I I knew he was athletic. I didn't think it was this athletic. Yeah. Um, the kid, the kid just fly. It doesn't make sense. He's so big and heavy, but yeah. he just gets up in the air so. And a know nothing fan like me, you know what I notice? What? He's always where he needs to be. Yeah. When that ball shows up, he's always there. Always there. The, uh, the yeah. rebound, the pass, he's always yeah. there. Yeah, he's always around the ball. He's a good, he's a good feel for the ball, and something you just can't teach. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a good ball player. He understands it. He, he's a great kid, also. So there's a great real guy. future once you guys move on. Uh, there is uh, a future next yeah. year. They should be, they should be stacked next year. Yeah, I, I think we've talked about it before. You know, like what is, what's, what's it going to be after we leave? You know, like yeah. you know, we we were here in the beginning. We we built it up. You know, the program era, whatever you say, uh, however you phrase it, but. But what's it gonna be like? Like when we leave, how's it gonna work? You know, um, I, they're gonna be great. Uh, next couple of years, they got a lot of leadership. They have Ryan, they have Ofek, they have Gabe still. Right. Um, but they're gonna have a lot of leadership. I think we've we've passed on good messages and good, uh, you know, good, good characteristics. Yeah, yeah, we set it, set a good example for people. No. Well, if it's hard for you to talk about senior night, we're not going to talk about you visiting next year during games. <laughs> we're not, not going to get to that today. Yeah, uh, that, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and and it's now, what are we in? We're in January. The season will end in March. Is it a year-round investment to do this? Like like the last 12 months, you've been working out physically and mentally right. and, and you know going through plays, et cetera, or there are months when you guys – can take off between your junior and senior year and not worry about basketball. So for D3 rules, you cannot be with your coach um, right. through the offseason. Right. But what so, about you personally? Is so, yeah, so we just love ball. So, like, we just, like even if we're in the offseason, like, we just want to play. Like, we just all, I personally, I just I, I just want to get shots up. I want so to So, in gym. July, you're playing ball yeah, every oh, day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I before the, I think the day before my wedding or the 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 day of my wedding, I was working out with my dad like in Baltimore. Like, thank God my wife didn't have to know about it because I wasn't <laughs> talking to her. But I was working out the, the the few days before before my wedding. I was like, Dad, like we can't go that hard. Like I can't be hurt at the wedding. Like it's not gonna, you know, like we can't have that happen. He's like, all right, whatever. Could you imagine? Thank, yeah, I, mean, thank God I God felt so bad. Thank God everything worked out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, but, but but there are times like you. you like when you when we lost that championship game, this is like you, you think about it. Like you, you still think right. about the it. Today. Like how did we lose? Like right. why? How did this happen? You know. Yeah. And so that the, and that, that, that it, it, it motivates you a little bit yeah. to work harder, though. It, so, it sounds like cliche, but but it's the truth. My basketball coach always said that the guy who wants it more gets the rebound. Yeah. And you wonder, you leave that championship floor last year. Did the other team want it more? Did the other team were they more motivated or come in just in a better position or? Whatever the case may be, that uh, or was it just shooting percentage? That yeah, I mean, they, we had the we had worst shooting right. percentage of the whole the whole season. They, they were they they shot well from the floor that day. Well, uh, what can I say, gentlemen? Uh, I I will tell you, and you could pass this on to the rest of the team, or they could watch it at some point today on Facebook or tune into our archives. Uh, I as I've said, and I've said this now for a very very long time, but when your era showed up. Uh, I really uh, stepped up these comments uh, to the public, and that is that you represent Yeshiva University incredibly uh, with the way you play and conduct yourselves on the court, but you represent the Jewish people in a manner that, um, that frankly, I always dreamed about. There have been teams before you. I don't want to put down any of your predecessors. Right, right, Why you no. teams, coaches, players have been unbelievable. 
amazing. I had the honor of installing Dave Kufeld in the YU Hall of Fame. For me, that was one of the greatest nights ever, frankly. And I think he knew it would be. That's why he asked me. Um, so believe me, I you know, and 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 all the previous coaches, players, great job. But there's something unique about this group that that it seems you carry onto every court, home and away, the notion that you are really representing the Jewish people, and not as a burden, but something with great pride and you know, with with uh, tremendous joy. Yeah, uh, Elliot talks about that. I think every year and reminds us every during the season and every year that it's it's bigger than it's bigger than basketball for the Jewish people. It's something that, you know, like they see us successful and happy, like that's going to make their day. They're going to look at us. They're going to be happy. So, so I, I I think Josh, Joseph and Yoni, they've expressed that to us also. I mean, to me personally, but it's good for them. It's good for the Jewish people. It's something that they can look forward to. Like, Oh my gosh, why you had the game tonight? We have to watch. Like my dad told me stories in Baltimore, like that his players, you know, they're watching the games. Their their mother's watching the game in a separate room. So like it's big and, and we know it's big. And that's, that's why we, have that mentality, and that's how why we conduct ourselves on and off the court. Is your so. family tuned into the games? Uh, my family is not that, that into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 I was at their house on in LA. Me and Kevin Boger we were staying at their house. They, they they have no idea. Like I don't think yeah. they know how basketball works. Not a bit, no. And they have two kids that are that <laughs> yeah. are yeah. that yeah. are big stars. Not a big deal with that. So. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Oh my! God. <laughs> so they're so they're a little different than Mr. And Mrs. Terrell. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the polar opposite. The polar polar. <laughs> Yeah. For those of you who go to YU games, Mrs. Terrell is usually leading the loudest cheer. She been doing that for Jack for Ryan. So you do you do hear Jack at the games? You oh, do. All the he's time. hilarious. He's, he's the man. He might so, be the only one I hear. By yeah, way. he's, he's, he's funny. He's, he's funny. But Brad and Brad and Laurel are awesome. I mean, they're, they're like. I mean, I think they're coming for this. Right, half. this is the time of season. Right? Yeah, they usually come, and, and they're they're great. <laughs> they're hilarious, also. The next time you could see the Max, the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, is on the 22nd of January. That's going to be an away game at Maritime College. Winnable, ga- winnable game? Yeah. yeah. Winnable game. Yeah. Then we will be there on the 25th of January, Saturday night at 8.30, uh, against the United States Merchant Marine Academy. Winnable game? Yeah. Good. That's, that sounds good. <laughs> And then on Tuesday, the twenty eighth of January, at Sarah Lawrence College. That's always tough, right? Am I wrong that's about that? That's usually they're, a Saturday night game. That's someone we've been playing against since freshman year. Yeah, well. like you look at a player, like, you're, you're still there. Yeah. So you know everything. And they're about looking you. at us like yeah. you're still there. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. So they know everything about YU, and they know everything about you, and yeah. you know everything about. I'm them. friends with BJ. Yeah, I actually, the, I the talk, guys there. Good yeah, I there. talked to him in the pregame. Also, where is Sarah Lawrence in the Bronx? It's in. He right? def. I, I I think it's cl- it's close it's nearby. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, Westchester. Maybe, maybe in the Bronx. And then January will wrap up against Purchase in a Skyline Conference game at the Max Stern Athletic Center. January the thirtieth. Big, big game. On big a Thursday, game. they're good. Big purchase. Game. Yeah, good. I mean, they're good. We're better, but they're good. So Farmingdale lost most of their players. Purchase has kept them most. Yeah, of them. Yeah. Oh boy, they kept. All right, I and then and by, and I don't even want to get into February. You guys are going to be uh, real busy. February is nuts. Every real Saturday busy. Night this of the game. this the, the second half of the season. I hope Elliot's listening. Takes a toll on our bodies, us older, <laughs> older players. <laughs> older players. And, I, and, and I know he's listening. Just keep that in mind. Hey, you're playing Farmingdale <laughs> on my birthday. Don't disappoint uh, yeah. me. Oh, uh, is that a winnable game? Yeah, it's a winnable All game. Right, good. We, Thank we, God. We, we, that yeah. game just became so much bigger. Yeah. I don't think that'll make it into the pre, pre-game locker room speech. <laughs> that right. is nothing's birthday today. We have to win. <laughs> <laughs> Hit 
one three for me, Simcha McCollum. Don't worry about winning the game. So there you have it. Check it all out online at the YU Max website and uh, and enjoy and come on out. It, they love when we're there. You hear what the players say. They love when the fans are there. And it's a great date night. It's a great family night. You love when the kids are there. Yeah. Uh, admiring the players. Well, I love the kids. The kids are great. They sit behind the bench. I always give right. them a high Right. A lot of kids song. sit behind the bench. It, 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 it's something that brings their day. Like it, It's like a... Wow. Yeah. Are you like, wow. For them, you, it's like being in the front do. row of an NBA game. Yeah, so you, you got to think about that. And, like, we gotta mention, about that. and we have to mention one other thing that I emphasize with your coach when he sat in your seat, and that is that uh, it's obvious um, that inclusion and reaching out to those with special needs, et cetera, is important to your coach oh, and important to the team that's, yeah. to the point where you've given titles to guys from you know difficult situations, mm-hmm. et cetera, and, and, and they hang around the team and feel extra special, yeah. and I think that, that you know, yeah, we love those guys. They're it's awesome. It's important. You see him around school like, hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know, oh, he talks to you. Loves it. Right. Loves it. I mean, it's great. It's You, you, can, miss, you can miss a game winner, but they're, they're coming over to say hi. Right? He's like, can, can I come to the road games? Can I come to the road games? I don't know if you can come on the bus, but you can watch it. He always wants to be there. It's great. Yeah, just direct him to Max Live, that's all. <laughs> Uh, and you'll be rooting for Shalhevet at Sarah. Check if Absolutely. you're here. My, every, my little brother is a freshman. Every, there's another Halpert? Coming? Last Halpert, yeah. He's in ninth grade. And does your school, I think he's going to be better starting. than all the Halperts. And does your school get the Sarah check or not? No, ours, ours is a special occasion. They're not so good anymore. Right. Sorry. And that's usually the uh, the criteria. you got to have a And he's, he's always behind the Shalhevet bench doing... Right. Just yeah. yelling. Well, it's going to be a big, big year. <laughs> you, you'll see if you watch the game, you'll see it'll be the first one behind that bench yelling the whole time. The Chicago brother, team always surprises in Sarah. Ida Crown, Kevin yeah. Booker. Kevin. Right. Yeah, Kevin. So, yeah, and he's also them. got a brother on the team. Kevin and Ryan. Yeah. Does, yeah. He, does he have potential? Yeah. Ryan, uh, he's big. He's a big yeah, boy. Big boy. Awesome. Big boy. Freshman also. If yeah. we left anybody out, by the way, from the roster, I apologize, but you have a whole bunch of great teammates, I can tell you that much, mm-hmm. and great coaches as well. And a lot of people enjoyed reading about uh, Coach Sweetney, yeah. who's now. I think I think every Jew read the article. Right. Yeah, I think every Jew read that. And he he talked to her like all these people. They always come up to me, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's great guy. He, he's great, great. Guy. and he's a great coach. And just drawing big, from his yeah. experience must be unbelievable. Really cool. yeah, yeah, like especially the big guy. Like you go over to him, like Mike. Like, what am I supposed to do here? You know, and then he'll he'll direct you on how how we want to guard it or how we want to play it offensively or defensively. So. Wow. So to us, it looks like you know everything, but there's certain things you still have to. <laughs> yeah, we, th- there's a lot of stuff we still have to. We're learning every day. Yeah, learn every day. Unbelievable, uh, gentlemen. Uh, the 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 second most uh, powerful dream of my life has taken place, <laughs> and that was having the captain. Well, what's number one? Yeah. Number one. It better I, not be Elliot. As I've told, as <laughs> better I've, not be Elliot. As I've told Elliot Steinmetz, my number one dream is to sit in a YU Max film session. <laughs> and, 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 and when Elliot said to me back in August, I think it was, when Elliot said to me, no problem at all, I said to him, Elliot, now I could die in peace. <laughs> <laughs> he, also, he also let me know that now a lot of the film is done in WhatsApp groups. So. Yeah, it, uh, com- it comes playoff time. Playoff time, we meet yeah, together. We meet. Right, yeah. Who knows? I may yeah. show up and be in the back Just row sit one in the day. Back. You're welcome. Sit You're always back. welcome. Thank you. Sit in the back. Gentlemen, a real pleasure. A real pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. And good luck. We're at 12 games on the winning streak. (laughs) May it continue. There, yes, sir. And may may we win, we. You see how I'm referring to we? May we win our final game of the season uh, in March of 2020. Uh, Donnie Katz, Simcha Halpert, co captains of the University men's basketball team on a very special Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. 
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Pretty fitting that we wrapped up the show with Simcha Liner. I can't really say more than that, but I am going to tell you one thing. We are filming the rest of our Kosher Halftime Show 2020 today. So, you never know. Um, tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He joins us tomorrow at um, 7.40 Eastern Time from Israel. Make sure to be tuned in. That's tomorrow morning at 7.40 for the weekly update. And uh, what else did I want to mention? Full schedule, Charlie Harari, Michael Fragan, Allison Josephs, Miriam Alwalek, Avrami with a live lunch today between 11 and 1. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Erev Shabbos show brought to you by our friends at Kedem tonight with Mark Zamek beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Have a fabulous Thursday and a big thank you 
to the co-captains of the Yeshua University men's basketball team. Until tomorrow, Malcolm Single reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.